Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Gambit Podcast. This is a Grand Arena and Territory War-focused podcast. I'm Solo Base 15. I'm here with my good friend, Zareth. Zareth, how are you tonight? Solo, I'm exhausted, man. Uh, <laughs> my real-life job is tiring. And then also, I had a really crazy uh, last round of Grand Arena. So, like, no complaints, but that last night was a very intense grand arena night those are the kind of the moments we live for but at the end i just feel like slumping a little bit and that's what i'm doing <laughs> how are you well i know that feeling well after the last round um <laughs> and i'll tell you what you you had such a crazy round you kept messaging me stuff i was like i can't distract him i you know <laughs> like he needs to focus but i kept wanting to be like dude i did this cool thing dude i did this and, and i was like I had like this rare moment of selflessness where I was just like, I'm just going to be there for solo. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, it's appreciated. Um, I got the full clear and that's all that matters. (laughs) We can talk about how we did a little later. There's actually, well, we're a day late, but in theory, happy May the 4th as well. Yeah, may the 4th be with you and all of your kin. Yes. (laughs) I'm mixing holidays. (laughs) But uh, yeah, happy May 4th, everyone. It's uh, honestly, it's a good day to be a Star Wars fan, a good year. There's a lot of good stuff out there right now. It is. And actually, we won't talk about the actual show itself, but Tonight, I literally just binged all 12 episodes of The Clone Wars because you you and I were following the same uh, idea of not following it weekly and instead just waiting for it to binge. And the last episode posted today, and so I was all over it. (laughs) Awesome. I am really excited. I I can't do it quite yet. My my work schedule is so weird now. I start... uh, my weekend starts on Thursday, which normally I, I would normally work like a Monday to Friday job and I work, I get Thursdays off now. So I will probably wait until Thursday evening to do that. But um, yeah, I am super excited. And, you know, it's funny. I was talking to uh, my, my older sister. She's, uh, she's like eight years older than me, but we're still good friends. And She's just started dating this dude who is uh, a big Star Wars fan, and he stayed up late last night to watch the premiere of the new, the final Clone Wars show. So I was like, oh, actually, I haven't met this guy, but I think think you might need to keep him around. (laughs) Keep him around for me. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'll be, like, mad at her when she breaks up with him, inevitably. (laughs) I, I don't know if I will. Who knows? (laughs) <laughs> that might be that might be the only good thing about him. Fair. Um, all right. So, in the game, though, May the Fourth <laughs> means we get stuff. Um, and so, they did a bunch of things for May the Fourth this time. We have double drops for a few days. Um, they're increasing our events. So like how we had assault battles basically every day for a week last month, they're doing the same thing this time. Um, we did finally get the princess Leia portrait and 
we're actually getting a significant increase to daily login awards. And then finally, for the next two weeks-ish, uh, hard nodes are going from five to eight attempts uh, without a refresh. So they're doing a bunch of things. Um, I got to be honest with you, double drops. I know all the people on Reddit will say, yeah, well, two times zero still equals zero. Well, <laughs> I cleaned up in double drops, so I will gladly take everything that they didn't get. Um, in fact, double drops helped me get Vet Han to G13 today, or, well, early this morning, late last night, I guess you could call it. And so now I am officially... One out of 13 for my Supreme Leader Kylo farm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. That is, that's really unfortunate. <laughs> Actually, I think, what is Fox supposed to be at? I might, I might have gotten Fox there before the evening, the announcement. So I'm two out of 13 towards yeah, Kylo. He, he's, he needs Relic 5, I think. Uh, I think mine's at four right now. But yeah, um, I love double drops every time they come. You know, I, I like them okay. I This time I fell into the whole, uh, I mean, I don't have this attitude really. Uh, you know, if you've expressed annoyance and I agree in general, like uh, people say, you know, double, two times zero is still zero. This time I got as close to zero as I've ever gotten on double drops. And <laughs> I don't know, like in the end, it's... I guess I don't care that much. I, yes, they're nice. And I did have one pull where uh, I used a hard node. I did five on it and um, I, it, it multiplied up to eight shards of, of like Y-Wing, I think. So that, that was, it is nice. I'll tell you the thing that makes you feel like double drops are amazing though, is doing it at the mod store. Oh God, yeah. Or the whatever, like when you because your drop rate is so high anyways, the, the mod uh, upgrade gear, whatever, I'm spacing on what they're called, but um, they already have a high drop rate. So you, you do like 10 and you get like 30 and you feel, you feel like, wow, this double drop stuff is pretty neat. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, so I always do them. I, I upgrade mods in batches. I don't, you know, farm for one mod upgrade and then do it and, so I think I have like 300 of each mod salvage material sitting there. And then I think I got like 60 of material at one point yesterday. And I was like, oh my God, this is, this is huge. And then I looked and I was like, oh, well, I mean, it's still good, but <laughs> I said I have 300 more sitting right there. Uh, just another drop in the bucket, kind of, is how it feels. Yeah, I though, though I did get a lot of Kylo shards. I think yesterday I got, or not Kylo, uh, Hux. I think I got 10 Hux shards yesterday, which, yeah, I did, it was 10, which is quite nice. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, yeah, I, you want to know the thing that I secretly hate about the, the May the 4th things that we got? <laughs> what's is that we get five extra bronzium per day oh i know i hate that too i hate the little glowy 
thing. And so I ignore it as much as I can. And then I inevitably cave and go click on it just so it'll disappear for 20 minutes (laughs) and give me some peace. And now it's going to be every 10 minutes and it's going to have, I have to do it 10 times every day. And And you'll get nothing from it. It sounds so ungrateful, I realize. And there will be people who are like, well, I got er, 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 like three times. And so it was totally awesome. Thanks for the extra, you know, I, I'm just like, I, please make it stop. Give me an option to turn, make me, give me an option to turn bronzium off, honestly. And, and I will. Yeah. You know, or, or just recycle those extra daily attempts into ally points that I can eventually just use my auto clicker to <laughs> auto click all the way through and get all my ally, point, ally points that way. But otherwise, I, I do like this stuff. I felt, I feel a tiny bit of disappointment. You know, you and I were talking earlier and you said you couldn't remember what our last double drop or what our last May the 4th gifts were. And the, the thing is we always, er, always, for, for at least the last two years, they've given us a full Zeta. You know, and that includes all of the omegas that go with it and the purple mats that don't matter at all anymore. Um, and that always just felt really cool. Like, I just magically have enough stuff to immediately get any character I want into a Zeta. Like, just instantly free Zeta. And now we, we got five mats. We got some extra in our daily login stuff. And... Uh, that's cool i just it it always felt so awesome to just immediately have a zeta new zeta character and now we i don't get that feeling again if that makes sense it does i you know i've reached the point where i honestly don't care about zetas like they're not Obviously, they're powerful, and the fact that you need six for Kylo or um, Ray is obviously a big deal. But having to save for Ray, I'm so used to not spending them now, just because I had to save up for what seven or eight weeks <laughs> just to get Ray um, the Zeta she needs that they've kind of desensitized me to Zetas because now I'm so used to not spending them. I can't even tell you what my plan would be if they gave me a free Zeta. (laughs) I know it's it's such a weird thing because you're right. I I have a ton of Zetas that I still want to apply. Honestly, Um, I could name five immediately just off the (laughs) top of my head. Um, But and that doesn't count the uh, eventual Ray Zetas that I'm going to need. But you're right. Like, I don't need that many more Zetas right now. That That's not, it's not pressing for me. I, I have two stored up, and I'm not even chafing to spend them right now. Um, but at the same time, I, I still, it was just the feeling, and I miss that feeling. Plus, my alts, my alts could use as many Zetas as they choose to throw at me. <laughs> Fair. So, anyways, it it's a very minor complaint. Uh, uh, unlike, man, I swear, like, there's, we, we talk about Reddit a lot, and it's just kind of funny. It's, like, almost a meme at this point. <laughs> Reddit talking about Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes is a meme. But <laughs> they, like, 
there, there's these people who are complaining about when we're getting our uh, like goodies, our free stuff, and and there's a guy who so everyone's complaining like yeah stupid CG like they're they're just so incompetent they give us like it's not even May the fourth for a lot of people anymore you know why would they and it's like okay I I can understand like you you thought you were gonna get it at a certain time you didn't get it it's frustrating. That's how I feel about a lot of things, frankly. If I don't get something, if I order a book and it's not here, you know, the day they say it's going to be, that that's frustrating and disappointing. But at the end of the day, I, you know, it doesn't matter. And I still, you're still going to get all that stuff. And I just remember there was someone who's voiced basically that opinion. And the guy's like, are you seriously taking CG's side on this? Because the guy's like, look, they, they have to update it when they can and they live in the States and this is when they normally do updates. And the guy's like, are you seriously taking CG's uh, side on this? And I was like, why wouldn't he? I don't know. Right. I, I'm just well, scratching my head about the complaints. Like my okay. complaint, yeah. my complaint is minor and I, it's, I guess it is still a complaint. I'm not going to get on Reddit and ex claim angrily about it though yeah i guess also those people don't remember years ago when they tried to throw uh updates out in the middle of the night <clears throat> to match up with whoever the change of the day and then the update would cause a bug that screwed thousands of people and they couldn't work on it for like eight hours because it was literally the middle of the night for them. So clearly people don't remember that. Take the update when they can actually fix something if it goes wrong. Yeah, people complain about that. Yeah, like like the marquee characters, you know, those events, the legendary events. And I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay up and unlock Chewy or whatever, you know. And... I never really got hit with those bugs that much. Like I was never that affected, but, but the truth is like, I think it's a much better idea for them to have those events launch in the middle of the day when they can actually uh, react to them. Like there is nothing more frustrating than something not working. And the devs, like one of them, just like you can, you just imagine that, that, that someone way higher ranking than them like woke them up with a cell phone call, you know, like a oh, yeah. personal phone. And they were like, Hey, get on and tell everyone that we're going to look at this, but we're going to do it, it during business hours. And so they're <laughs> right. like, we apologize or we regret that this is happening. We'll look at it in eight hours. Like, yeah. And then people get angry. I mean, if you get on Reddit, you'll find someone angry. That's how it works. But I don't know. It's still fun to complain about them. Yeah, though I, so I'm going to hold a much different opinion than many, many people right now, um, including all of Reddit. Uh, so one of the things we got was for the next couple of weeks, hard nodes have moved from uh, five attempts to eight attempts. I hate this with a passion. And here's why. It's not free-to-play player friendly at all unless you're only a collector because right now on my alt I only get what is it I get about 500 crystals a day so 
what I was doing was ten uh ten battles on each node for Finn and Poe. And then I would spend a hundred crystals on fleet energy refreshes to gear uh to farm furnaces, etc. Whatever's on fleet nodes. Then I'd spend two hundred and refreshes on um farming relic mats because you need a ton of them to get ready. So now I either have to uh, do 16 attempts or only eight attempts on the resistance heroes. And of course, everyone's going to say, oh, you get to do 16 attempts. But if I'm doing 16 attempts on uh, a 20 energy node like Finn and then a 16 energy node like Poe, I never get to farm Pyrotech for them or for whatever tune I'm doing. I can't farm gear with um, 16 attempts uh, for both of the resistance heroes. So now I'm only going to be farming that node eight times. And so I'm losing two battles a day because I can't afford to farm uh, 16 and also gear up characters. And it's, it's, Sounds stupid, like oh, you're you're gonna get Poe slower if you're only doing eight uh, eight attempts. But as a free to play player, I cannot take advantage of the eight nodes, and it's act it's actively hurting me um, on that account. Have you bought the hyperdrive bundle for that account yet? I have not. Okay, that's fair. I was just curious. Yeah. See, I... Oh, go ahead. Uh, on that account, I've spent a total of... I think it was $10. And that was because I was going to miss GAS because um, I had one tune that wasn't geared enough. And so I had to buy one piece because I was not missing GAS again and having to try and climb an arena. That's the only $10 I've spent on that account. And even then, I was not happy that I was spending money on my alt account. Yeah, that's that's fair. You know, actually, just as a total tangent, you know, they people are angry, and I'm actually annoyed too that um, they have these ads uh, for, uh, you know, they they have the uh, the permanent ad for different packs in the game that they oh, put yeah. on the little right hand side, and that. And that takes precedence over things like Grand Arena and Territory Battles. So you can't see that those things are going on. And so I, on my main, I clicked on the, on the pack. I was like, well, we'll see what the pack is. You know, like maybe I can just make it go away. Because, you know, I had a little money I was going to spend on the game anyway. So I, I open it up. I'm like, oh, cool. Ten, $10 pack. That's a decent deal. So I bought it. <laughs> and then... Immediately, it was replaced by the $20 pack. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. That, that happened to me um, last week for Territory War. The Territory War just completely disappeared off my home screen. And I, that was so frustrating. Because Territory Battles, like, I don't care if that disappears off my home screen. Because I go into Territory Battles once every 36 hours. And that's it. Territory War, I go in like once an hour when it's an attack phase, or even less than that, because I have to watch for the next zone to open to call out counters, etc. 
encourage people to attack. So I'm constantly going into territory war. So last week, my territory war button disappeared, and it was so frustrating. <laughs> Dude, I, I, that is a totally legit comment because territory battles you go in once you do all your attacks maybe you go in twice to do platoons and then you do your attacks later right but you know unless you're unless you're the officer who's constantly checking it it which it doesn't require as much checking as territory wars like it's just not as big of a deal territory wars is a huge hassle to get into and other people don't you want you want your guild members to like be engaged and like oh i could just click on it go directly there great Right. But they, if you have to, okay, click on guilds, now click on the events, now click, like, it's too much. It's frustrating. I've, I legit really, yeah, I share that. Because as a territory war uh, officer uh, for, for my alt guild, like, I just want to, <laughs> I want to have easy access and it, it's frustrating. So, you know, anyways. We're, we're whining a lot this episode, Solo. We have a lot of frustration. Apparently. And the irony is I, I hate most of the whiners. <laughs> whiners and conspiracy theorists have been angering me all day. Um, you know, I keep thinking about there's this uh, prominent uh, Grand Arena. Grand Arena, dear Lord, not Grand Arena at all. A prominent... <laughs> A uh, prominent YouTuber who is not good at Grand Arena at all. Um, no, I remember. <laughs> I remember he he had this uh, this article that or a, a video that he you know it, he called it the Dead Cat Bounce or something like that, and it was showing how definitively uh, like CG was going down and they were going out of business, and you know. This has happened in all the other mobile games when this certain, you know, like trend in buying happened. And <laughs> and that was like so long ago that now it's it's laughable that that would have been, you know, maybe, maybe CG's in trouble now, who knows, but that by the time that that was published, it's like something else would have caused this current collapse if, if there was one, which I don't think there will be. But no. I, you know, I have never seen people work so hard to undermine the thing that they make money off of than some uh, certain YouTubers in this game. I feel like every day it's a slam article about the game or CG, and that's where they make all their money. <laughs> like, why are you telling people not to play anymore? <laughs> I know. I'm like, you do this for a living. Like, I would, I would be incredibly sad if this game tanked and died. Because I, I like the content creation stuff, but I don't make, I make a little money now uh, off of it, but not not too much. And it's like, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's not my livelihood. Right. I just, I just can't imagine, you know, it's like, it's like if I was at the job I worked at and I was just constantly telling my coworkers like, dude, this company sucks. It's going to tank. And, you know, people start listening to me and they're like, all right, I'm going to find a new job then. And then eventually it does like inevitably contribute to the company going down. It's right. like, it's like, I don't have a job anymore and I'm partially to blame. <laughs> Except for they never realized that they're partially to blame. That's the problem. Um, but there's a certain video out there today that's been annoying the hell out of me about why, why the raid was scrapped. And it, it you know, the title is, 
this is definitively the reason why the raid was scrapped. And it's because of Galactic Legends and they couldn't balance the raid. And it's like, that's not the reason the raid was scrapped, people. They can easily put one simple rule into the raid that says Galactic Legend bonuses don't apply in this raid. Just like Annihilus, Annihilus can't annihilate a raid boss. And next thing you know, <laughs> the raid is balanced. Like, put some thought into this at least first. Um, but anyway, the reason I'm bringing up that video is because we had a member that's on our server that was featured in that video because this YouTuber could not beat him and had 12 attempts against his Ray and did not publish a video of the Grand Arena round, instead just posted a video and then complained that the state of the game is awful because he couldn't beat Ray. And it made me laugh. So congratulations to our server mate. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to be honest, I I feel a little frustrated with Galactic Legends myself. I I, yeah. I do. I think that they they're good. They're kind of fun. Um, I for for the level of investment that are requ that's required. Like I've legitimately been considering not going for Ray lately, actually, because. That's fair. She's good, but is she worth the level of roster bloat that I would get from it? Like, having a relic five rows, I, I mean, on a lot of levels, I'm like, I don't care. I have, a, I have other characters that are relic that are less useful, like, whatever. But if it's going to impact my matches, and all I'm really getting is one character she she's great no no joke one of the best in the game you know one of the best two or three or whatever but like is it worth that level like i'm gonna get way harder matchups i'm gonna start getting matched up with people with two all the time so i don't know there there's that the other piece is they're so diverse you know they made cg made these characters they're legends they're supposed to be really good but they have so much synergy with like every character and there are too many comps that are, are just like well that was perversely difficult i can't actually beat that like you know yeah. I, with, with the teams i have assembled there's too many combinations it's like okay i can beat ray with darth revan you know i can use my darth revan plus like geonosian brood alpha and thrawn and okay i can get through it i'm ruining at least two teams maybe three but i can get through it and then Ray is like, oh, well, you know what? I'm actually, oh yeah, and you need Watt there too. And then she's a, and then Ray says, or the player plays Ray, says, I'm going to put Malik, who is a dark side character, on my team. And Malik shuts down that entire counter because Darth Revan is relying on uh, turn meter gain from Watt to be able to win. And without, and because Malik shuts down turn meter gain from Sith, like, hit that counter is suddenly useless and it's like okay well i'm playing a grand arena match and i only brought my darth revan team because he's so consistent against her but now i'm just screwed like it it really kind of frustrates me how, how many characters you have to take on offense just to counter one character and that that feels frustrating to me yeah no i i i 100 agree with you on that um I think also part of the problem is so few people 
have a Galactic Legend right now. Or, and since there's two, it's even fewer people have Rey or Kylo. Um, so you look at my shard and there's what, four people that have Kylo and then two people that have Ray. One of them's included. One of them is me. So I can't practice all these counters. Like I haven't been able to practice the Jedi Knight Revan counter just because by the time I'm ready to climb, my shard mate that has Ray is already outside the top five. So I can't go in to the top, you know, I can't take two and practice on the guy on four um, like 10 times if I wanted to because he's already outside the top five. That's my biggest problem is, you know, when Skywalker first came out or he's a bad example because nobody got him to seven star. When Darth Revan first came out, you know, there were 10 Darth Revans and, and the top of the shard and I got to practice against him. 10 times on my climb if I wanted to. Um, I really can't do that with the Galactic Legends now. I, it, I'm i limited to watching videos on people that are using the counters, and I appreciate every one of those videos, but I don't know if I can make it work until I go into a Grand Arena match, which is scary for me because I, I just don't know. You know, every Grand Arena match I've gone in, against Array, it's, I really hope they take her on offense, because if I have to counter her, I don't know if I can, and then you miss out on clearing the whole board. Right, uh, well, yeah, it, it can be, it, it, the counters are just so crazy, and you, like you said, these videos are great, but there's so many factors that oh, yeah. you, you can't control. It's like, okay, how are their mods? How are their opponents' mods? How is everyone's gear levels? Like, a lot of times they'll just show, like, oh, look, it's a gear 13 character that's with Ray, But you don't know. Like, they could just only have, they could be Relic 1, for, y'all, right. for all you know. They could be unmodded. Like, <laughs> you just don't know. And you don't know. Maybe the person who's doing it has a weird mod set that they don't even realize is really important. Like, they're just like, oh, well, I had two potency pieces and I just threw them on this character. I didn't even realize they needed potency, but that was the, you know, <laughs> that's that what that I actually like. Yeah. yeah. And, and then they re and then that it, that turns out to be the underlying factor and they didn't even explain it in their video or show it. There's just too many variables. So it's it's been really tricky, but... I don't know. It's the game we play right now. And I mean, this, this game has always been driven by whatever the top team is. And, you know, you, we've, we've got to adapt. And for the most part, I think you and I are doing an okay job at that, at least. Yeah, I think so. And I honestly, you know, there's people that are like, I'm going to start farming for Galactic Legend Luke now. I honestly don't think we're going to see these Galactic Legends all that often. Um, I'd be surprised if we get another Galactic Legend in the next 12 months. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I I would be really surprised. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be that surprised, I guess. But, yeah, it's... These, these can't be that often. Like, I 
it's going to take me months still to get Ray. Yeah. So, and in the yeah. meantime, I, I need to be gearing. I want to be gearing Mandalorian characters. I assume there's going to be more characters that I want to put gear on. So. Yeah. I, I think, I imagine that these are like a announcement for them comes once every 18 months at this point. Cause they also said that they're still going to be legendaries and I forget all the various names, heroes, journeys, et cetera, et cetera. They're not stopping with those. So I, you can't do, you know, say four legendaries in a year plus four galactic legends. It's just not realistic. Um, there has to be some sort of a limit. And so I, I don't think we're going to see many galactic legends. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, yeah, we might have an epic confrontation or two. We'll see. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I, I, be... fully, I fully expect legendaries to be coming out or epic confrontations. And people should be hoarding their GET1, by the way. I'm not N2. doing as great a job. And uh, 2 sure. Uh, if it, As soon as you're done with the Malevolence or Negotiator Farm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, should be hoarding those. I'm not doing as great a job as I should, but I still am hoarding my GET1. I'm buying stun guns from the shop with the GT1 and that's it. But, um, you know, just as a word of advice to our valuable and valued listeners. Yeah, I, I should be, I spent a little of the GET1. I should be at, I think, 52,000 and right now I'm at 45,000. And that sounds like a lot until you realize you need to be up at 70. Um, and it seems like every time they put somebody in that store, they cost more. So realistically, 70 is probably not even going to be enough for a seven star. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Malak and Skywalker were the same, I think. No, I think Skywalker was higher than Malak. I guess we can look. I think it's on. I'll open my phone. Let's let's. Let's see. I think that they're more expensive. Both of them are the same, and they're more expensive than Hoda, is uh, what I think. Okay, yeah, they are the same. They're definitely more expensive than Hoda. Um, yeah. Uh, either way, it's uh, at the end, nothing's stopping them from uh, charging more for the next one. So. Right. Uh, anyways, we've, we've talked about all this news, and uh that's it's kind of exciting may the 4th is always something to be excited about uh but this is a grand arena uh <laughs> driven podcast and even though most of the things we we're talking about have some kind of a spin toward uh GAC as far as we see it um we just finished our what it was our 7th season i guess 8th if you include the exhibition and yeah. uh how did you end up doing in your final week solo? Uh, I went two and one. I made Kyber before the third battle even, before the matchmaking even happened, which was nice. And then I got mat or matched against Darth Evil, who, um, if you're in our server or if you're in Indigo's server, I know she's big there. Uh, 
she's all around. And so it, it was it was honestly fun being matched up against somebody that I knew when it didn't matter to me. <laughs> um, and so she said hard defenses. I probably, well, I know I set too hard of defense. Um, she has a ray. I have a ray. And she ended up getting the win because I played it way too cautious in the front bottom zone. Um, Cause I was scared that she would hide her Ray in the back and she didn't. And so I got to her back zone and it was the weakest zone on the board. Um, but that cost me because rather doing uh, just a GAS mirror match that would have guaranteed me a win. I went in with CLS and of course, Chewy got dazed by GAS. And the second Chewy gets dazed on that team, you know, you lose. It's, it's, it's just what happens. And so I ended up losing, and then I had to clean up a General Skywalker. And it took me a bunch of battles because I was trying not to overcommit. And it, it, it got ugly. Uh, it got ugly fast, but it didn't matter. So I. Because uh, I had already made Kyber, so I probably, if I hadn't already made Kyber and I needed the full clear, I probably would have tried to counter the single GAS with a stronger team right away. But since I didn't need it, I kind of experimented what would work and what wouldn't. Um, but Darth Evil got the win. She deserved it because... It, you know, I lost because of the defense she set. Um, so I finished nine and three. End of the day, I'm happy with that. Um, you know, it was a good round for me. What about you? Uh, since I already know your record and you're about to make me feel bad and uh, <laughs> <laughs> tiny, uh, how'd you do in Grand Arena this season? Uh, well, solo. Um, <laughs> I I ended up. I I went twelve and zero. I, I went three and zero this week uh, for the perfect twelve and zero record, and it was a very intense week. Every single person in my pod had either uh, had either both Galactic Legends or they had an Ultimate Galactic Legend, and I had uh, none. Uh, well, sorry, I say I say that I had Supreme Leader Kylo without his ultimate, and so it, it was it was a really bad pod. I I just looked, and seven of the eight uh, people in that pod made Kyber. Wow! Oh. So uh, you know, not a slouch's pod at all. And uh, the first week, first week was against a guy. He had two Galactic Legends, but I later found out that he signed up right before he clicked join right before he had unlocked uh supreme leader kylo and so so he had him on his roster and i was planning for that but then he didn't actually have him available for use so that kind of skewed things he ended up he he won his next two rounds but i, I did beat him um and you know and kudos to him he actually didn't have any mods on his darth revan that entire uh, match as well, which is huge. So, uh, kudos to him. Uh, despite his his loss to me, kudos to him for allowing me to win. Though uh, <laughs> my net 
my next guy had a really, really high lifetime banner score, um, had a really strong Supreme Leader Kylo, and I was able to out-scheme him a little bit and beat him. And then my final match, gosh, the, the final was so rough. The guy, um, the guy has a, an ultimate galactic uh, legend, Ray, and they have ridden that, they had ridden that uh, so hard. You know, they, none of their opponents in, during this grand arena in their history, none of their opponents had been able to beat their galactic ray with huh. ultimate. And so like my opponent was, I think that they did end up losing one when they couldn't beat their opponent's galactic ray uh, and their opponent scored a little higher, but like the, this person was, had just ridden the, the power of galactic ray so hard. And so I, I messed around with, you know, I was trying to figure out what my defenses were. And I'm actually, I'll leave some, some of that to mystery because I'll make the video tonight. But uh, in case people are listening and want to watch the video as well. Uh, but in the end, he changed his defense drastically. He added uh, not only Galactic Ray, but he had, he added General Skywalker and Darth Revan. And uh, honestly, the, the thing is, I, I'm usually preparing for those things anyway, so I, I had contingency plans. And uh, long story short, I, I did end up beating him, and uh, it, it was it was pretty epic. I felt pretty good about myself. Galactic Ray is with her ultimate is no joke; just really tough to beat. So uh, I feel like you know I've I had a lot of really tough matches in my previous rounds as well, but uh, this this last group there were no slouches all of them were really good players like i said like seven out of eight made kyber that's that's pretty good so really pleased i got 12 and oh and i'm currently sitting in the top 100 i think i'm like number 85 because uh, i missed a couple big feats that were not really that practical for my gp level unless i colluded with people in my grand arena matches so decided and I decided that was one step farther than I wanted to take. And so here I am, uh, undefeated and I guess happy. Uh, yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> I would be too at 12 and 0. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious, the one guy that didn't make Kyber in your pod this week, did he finish eighth? No, he, uh, he, was, he had one win. Okay. Let me see. Let me see how close he was. I had it pulled up just a second ago here. Yeah, they missed it by... Oh, ouch. They missed it by 400. Oh, that's one... That's completing, like, one awful feat. <laughs> well, two, realistically. Um, that hurts. Yeah, yeah. So they, they even they were really close. So, I mean, I guess their last match really depended on them winning. And I don't know. It sounds like such an elitist thing to say. And I, I said it uh, in in a different chat too. But uh, you know, people people saying like, oh man, I, you know, I needed a win in my last match, and I barely got shut out from Kyber. And it's like, well, look, I. I I can relate to wanting to make Kyber 
and that does suck. I, I imagine that that really sucks for you. I can't muster up much sympathy, really, though. <laughs> I, and I, I have to be careful here. I don't, I don't want to say, like, tough, tough luck, like, whatever, I don't care. The, the thing is, Kyber is such, it's supposed to be, like, this really exclusive, special group of players who are, like, really top-end. And, you know, some people have said, I've said in the past, I feel like it's been diluted a little bit by, um, you know, when they added ships, the ships node, or ship, ships mode, it's easier to make Kyber. And, it, you know, if if you can't make the seven and five record or higher to be able to get into Kyber, I guess I, you know, I hope you make it next time. But I don't necessarily like feel terrible when someone doesn't get in uh, because they lost their final match or something. <laughs> yeah. And, Maybe that makes me elitist and a jerk, but uh, I, I don't want it to be for everyone. I want it to be an exclusive club. Yeah, I struggle um, with the idea partially because I think I think if you go eight and four and you're winning more than 66% of the time, like I'm cool with that making Kyber. Um, but I know people that just missed out on Kyber that finished six and six. They just happened to get a bunch of feats. And so I, when you can, you know, they missed, but when you're getting that close and you don't even have a winning record, that's, you know, that's, that's kind of where I draw the line, especially like, and we talk about this regularly. In Division One, the guy that finished first, at least as of right now, his account is four point six million, and he doesn't have like a counter to anything other than mirror matches. And I know, again, this is going to sound elitist. Like, well, why do you need a counter other than mirror matches? But you're finishing first in a division where there's legitimately an 8 million GP player and you're finishing first and you don't even have a full team at G13. And (laughs) the answer why is because you could finish the Wigs feet because somebody placed weak, you know, placed a Phoenix squad or Ewoks or whatever the – bad defense team was because at 4.6 million it's when you just cross the threshold and nobody has full you know a full 14 defense teams to place and that's why he finished first and that's not to say he didn't play well because to finish first obviously he was doing something right and he approached it right um it's it just frustrates me at the same time well yeah i mean uh, to me it's a totally different division really i mean yeah you can't say that it's the same uh, you know it's it my experience is just going to be way different i i can't finish some of these feats they they're like kill things with bigs and wedge and i'm like i i really struggle to kill every squad of my opponents sometimes just period with all my best 
right. squads, you know, like how, how are you going to tell me I have to use Biggs and Wedge there? And I only have one turn, or like one match to do it. Like, what if I have the hardest match in my life? That just makes me, you know, not able to do that, that feat. And, you know, whatever. I, I don't really, it's a good strategy. If so, if people want to underdevelop their roster and, you know, min-max and do all this stuff, that that's fine. That's a legit, you know, a legit thing. It's just, it doesn't really factor into my, my realm of experience at all so uh you know and you're right uh, that and that's what i mean like i don't want if someone's at eight and four and they miss it i guess i'll i would feel bad about that um if someone's at six and six and just barely misses it and they're mad because you know they would have made it if they had you know i guess I, that's where that's where the line is the invisible one yeah. so uh Anyways. By the way, I just looked, and we're now – I think two weeks ago, the highest player was $7.8 million. Might have been three weeks ago. There's now eight players over $8 million GP. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's – wow. Yeah. Wow, um, indeed. It, good for them, I suppose. <laughs> uh. yeah i was looking because i wanted to see so in the q a the devs said we know we need a new division we need people uh we need enough people to populate the new division because obviously they can't just make a division of seven million and above because there's just not that many people there i'm right. curious how many people are over six million at this point well, and where are they going to draw the line? Did they say that in the Q and A? Uh, they did not. No, I, I and I think they didn't say it that way. They could give themselves wiggle room. Which is that would wise. be my guess, at least. Yeah, that that seems wise to me, frankly. Right. Um, but but yeah, I. It, it's uh, it's it's just a very interesting thing. Um. I'm Actually, in a division full of Ewok Slayers. <laughs> right. I can tell you uh, there are less than 5,000 people over 6 million GP. How many people? Less than 5,000. Or less than 4,500, actually. I'm still looking for the exact dividing line. But um, there were 5,000 people in Division 1 that made Kyber. And... If the, let's say they use six million as the as the dividing line for the next division, um, that would be a very exclusive group. That would probably be a matchup night or making nightmare for CG. Yeah, I wonder. Six million seems six or six point five even might be the cutoff. I guess. Yeah. We'll oh, here we go. So there's about 4,000 people with 6 million or above right now. Wow. And I'm pretty far above that. Well, <laughs> not pretty far. I'm like a 6.2, getting close to 6.3. But Yeah. Um, but so, so I get CG's point because 4,000 people are not enough to make an entire division out of. That makes sense. Um. um. So yeah. we just need all you 5.5 million people to whale so we get a new division. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see. The, you know, 
I, I already do. I see a lot of the same people in my groups. Oh, I, yeah. You know, I don't always face them, but there's one guy I've faced three times. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I've reached a point where I'm either seeing uh, the same people or I'm seeing the people that I fought in like your group or somebody else's group. Uh, so, everybody is kind of around right now. Right. Oh, yeah. The higher GP you climb, people are quitting at the top GPs sometimes. And it's, yeah, it's, you recognize people usually. Yeah. Um, that, that being said, my alt never recognizes anyone <laughs> in Division I, Three. You know, I got to be honest with you. There are a lot of people that say the game is dying, blah, 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 and all this, all that. If you look at the lower divisions, there's a lot of people that aren't at the top. Um, a lot of people. And, Tons, yeah. And even like last week uh, for the podcast questions, we had uh, two people ask podcast questions. Both of them, I think, were under 2 million GP. Um. So there, there's a lot of people that are still young in this game. So I know a lot of people are saying, oh, the game is boring to all these people, or it's impossible when you have a younger account. So nobody's ever going to want to start playing this game. I, from what I'm, I've seen, there are many more people starting the game than people posting I'm quitting this game uh, posts on Reddit or the forums. Yeah, I I think the evidence uh, is pretty contrary to the what, you know, the echo chambers in certain areas, you know, people are saying this game is dying and everyone yells that. If you're with a group of 400 people and everyone is like-minded and they're convinced that they're correct, then you're going to feel like everyone who, you know, every person, every stakeholder in that, you know, in that specific thing, it, you're going to feel like everyone holds a unanimous, a unanimous view on it. But the reality is, it's just an echo chamber and you've found right. the other 399 people who are, who agree with you. Yeah. So anyways, we're, we can move on to our podcast questions our next segment here um and we've got a couple here so the first one and for those of you for, for those of you who are not initiated we have, we have people we have a discord server and uh, people ca can get on there and just ask questions about the game and we try to answer them as best we can uh with various levels of seriousness so um the first question is, the last Q&A seemed to imply we have seen all the GAC formats that they plan to use, at least for a while. Now that we are confident there is plenty of 3v3 ahead, is there anything you are, going, you are doing to, with your roster to make it more 3v3 viable? Or just continue to make the best possible 5v5 roster and figure out the rest as it comes up? 
this question is exactly why I hate 3v3. Because nowhere else in the game are you 3v3 and one game mode every four months um, is forcing you to ask questions like this of, should I gear somebody up for this one game mode only? Or should I build five, my 5v5 themes, which helps me everywhere in the game? And so my answer is going to be continue building your best possible 5v5 roster because you can use it everywhere in the game rather than, say, um, gearing up a tank because tanks are king in 3v3. If you still need to finish the fifth member of, say, a resistance team so that you have a full resistance team in Grand Arena or Territory Battles or anywhere, finish your fifth member. Don't gear up, say, Kanan just because you need a tank and you heard that timeout teams in 3v3 are the kings, which, unfortunately, they kind of were. Um, build your 5v5. Because we just, we frankly don't see 3v3 enough to make it a true consideration. Yeah, and, you know, uh, it's it's well documented that I like 3v3 and that Solo disparages me greatly for such a heinous uh, opinion. But uh, I'm still, I I like it. I like 5v5 better. I like 3v3 to mix it up a little bit, but there's nothing in the game right now that makes me want to uh, gear th- for 3v3. Like there's there's no there's no events that are 3v3 currently. There's uh, there's nothing other than Grand Arena. There's nothing, and overall, I mean, the same characters are good in 3v3 that are in you know it's in 5v5. And frankly, like yeah, I can use, I, I do like having a versatile roster for 5v5 or for 3v3. Um, but you just get that by working on a lot of characters in, in 5v5. I, there's, you know, I can't think of any characters really that shine in 3v3 that don't also in 5v5 to some degree. Maybe like there's a little better, Vander Chewbacca is maybe a little better. Uh, uh, what's his name? Krennic is a little bit better in 3v3. You know, certain characters, I guess, but it's not really worth it to gear them. You can you can make do without them, frankly. So yeah, yeah. They, I'm not doing anything to get ready for 3v3, even though I like that mode. It just doesn't seem worth it to me, uh, especially we've had. That was our eighth total uh, Grand Arena season. And we've had 3v3 once out of those eight. Was it only once? Yeah, we've only had it one time ever. <laughs> we, we've had, we, had, we had plenty of 3v3 in the like one-off GAC weeks. You know, we... Oh, yeah, that's what I must be thinking about then. Yeah, we had we had plenty of those. You know, we'd go two or three uh, weeks worth of Grand Arena with just three v three. You know, so we we had plenty of that, but we've only ever had one championship with three v three. And ironically, I champion it so much, but that was my worst season too. That was the season I got. I went nine and three, 
the rest of them I've gotten a little better, but uh, yeah, it's 3v3 is not worth thinking about until it's time to actually participate in it. Right. All right, so the next question, GAC matchmaking has always seemed like a hot button issue, even after the changes they made. Even though you touched on it during your last podcast, do you think or would you like them to try and change it further in order to bring more balance to it, especially now with more and more people getting Galactic Legend tunes, which practically, but not completely, guarantee wins for those players versus players who don't have Galactic Legends? Just as an example, would you want to see them take matchmaking a step further and like instead of matching you based on your top 80, split it, split that number and match you based on your top 40, then your next top 40 or something to that effect? Um, that's hard to answer because I honestly think ever since they quote-unquote changed the matchmaking, I think that the matchups have been mostly fair. Um, it's very rare that I get into a pod where I can just walk through an entire pod. You know, usually there's one person that clearly doesn't care and doesn't place defenses or doesn't attack. Then there's two people that they try, but if they forget to attack, like it's not going to be anything serious. And then the top four in every pod I've been in probably for the past, you know, five months have all been very well matched up, whether one person has better mods and one person has more relics and one person has more G13. I think matchmaking is actually for the most part fair. Um, when it comes to the Galactic Legends, I think, the, well, I, I think that's what the whales paid for. <laughs> um, you know, you, you, get the people to spend money to have an advantage. If I think less people would spend money if the matchmaking only matched them up against people with Galactic Legends. So I, I don't think that they ever would change it. If we want to talk about fantasy, how they should change matchmaking in my mind, though, I would love you sign up for Grand Arena and your pod is set for the next four weeks and it's like a tournament style brackets i would love that matchmaking but that's not true matchmaking that's more of format um but what do you think Sarah? uh you know i think i think very similar along very similar lines i people complain about man this this is so ridiculous. I'm matched up with someone with a million more GP than me. And I get that. It, it looks horrible. And it is intimidating. It can be frustrating. The thing is, I guess for me, first off, I like them having continuity in the matchmaking so that I can 
to make decisions based off of it. If I want, really wanted to min-max my roster to, you know, if I only put Relic 1 on, on any of my characters and that's it, I mean, like we mentioned that guy who, who won, who's got like 4.6 million GP. Like he has a Relic 1 General Skywalker. Like yeah. that's not fun to me, but if, you know, I, I want my characters to be good. And, you know, if, if he can win with Relic 1, good General Skywalker, then good for him. The thing is, I like having the system in place and having that continuity there. And I haven't had any matchups where I was like, how in the world did I get paired with this person? Like every time I've like, I felt like, man, well, this is going to be a tough match. They're a good player, you know, et cetera. But I've never just said, oh, I just better roll over the matchmaking just to totally screwed me. I guess, it, I guess the thing is though, you know, I do pay attention to all my matchups and my counters and trying to get everything ready. I could, I guess I could, I could understand a certain level, uh, a degree of bitterness uh, in people or frustration at least of like, I can't compete because I decided to gear 13, my Imagoon uh, D squad, <laughs> you know, and they're all relic seven and it's it, like, it looks really cool. You have all these weird looking characters that you don't even necessarily recognize at first glance. Cause you never see them. Like I can understand how they'd be frustrated if they got paired against like, <laughs> like me or or solo, <laughs> you know, like, I could understand that level of frustration, but in the end, I like being able to, as a component of Grand Arena, I like to be able to, um, uh, you know, adjust my roster and make decisions based off of that matchmaking. So I don't, I don't think they're going to get it much closer. I had serious reservations initially when they switched from straight up GP to uh, top whatever GP, you know, top 65 or top 80, but I wouldn't change what they have right now. I am, sh I, I am shocked as hell that that's actually working because I've long thought that uh, that GP was just totally bogus and inaccurate. Like, like so, how many times do you, it, it, even in you know in territory wars, even in these top guilds, like how many times have you heard people say, like, oh man, my like 100k GP squad. Uh, just totally destroyed like 160k GP squad. <laughs> oh god, that's probably one of my biggest pet peeves in the game <laughs> because it honestly, especially in fleets, where it's like, man, yeah. his fleet is 551 GP and my fleet's only 490 GP. He's gonna slaughter me. And it's like, no, that just means that on his bench he has a bunch of tunes that have. Zetas. It doesn't mean that it's good. It just means that right. they have a bunch of Zetas. Like, it has no impact at all. Well, I shouldn't say no. If, you know, you have a fleet that's 100 GP versus 500, clearly there's going to be a difference. But it, I do agree with you that it's literally just a number. And I also agree with you that since they made that change in matchmaking, I actually think that the matchmaking has been spot on in probably at least 80% of my matches. Sometimes I get a matchup where I just kind of raise an eyebrow, like, how did I get matched up against this person? But 
90 percent of the time i look at the matchup it's like oh yeah he has a ton of g he has 40 more g13 than me but look at that i have 50 more relics than him like i get it right and it somehow does balance out pretty well i you know it's just strange because for instance i have grandmaster yoda with his leadership zeta and you know it's I was part of that wave of people who, when they redid, we remade him, uh, you know, into, into a really good character. I was like, oh, sweet, his, his leadership's really good. And then they immediately released Bastila, who, <laughs> yeah. who basically did everything he did, but way better. And so, like, out of bitterness, I, I spent, like, at least a month of not Zeta-ing her leadership, just because I was like, I'm going to get some use out of this Grandmaster <laughs> Yoda lead. Damn it all. <laughs> but... But like that, his lead is totally useless. It's just worthless. Right now, you can get Bastila super easy at the start. And if you want to Zeta any Jedi right off the bat and you don't have Jedi Revan, then use Zeta Bastila lead and you you just ignore the you know, a wise person ignores the the Grandmaster Yoda Zeta. So I have that Zeta. It's twenty five hundred GP. Not complaining about it, really. I would take it back if I could. But uh, 2,500 GP, and then you, you look at your squad composition, and you, like, you look at your total GP, and you know this is back before Relic's really super inflated GP, and it was like, oh, wow, their Grandmaster Yoda is so strong. Look at how many GP he is. <laughs> and it's like 2,500 of that is a useless Z- lead Zeta, that is not actually relevant to that squad's construction at all because he's not in the lead. <laughs> right. You know, just like Bastila, like my whole Jedi squad was inflated. It's like Jedi Revan's in the lead and then Bastila has her Zeta on her lead that she can't use because she's not in the lead. Grandmaster Yoda has the same. So I have two worthless Zetas on that squad and, and that's 5,000 GP. That, and people are like, whoa, man. Look at Zareth's huge, crazy squad. Like it has so many, has so many GP, and I, you know, it, it can be a good indicator, initial indicator, I guess, of how strong a squad is. But frankly, I I use the numbers in those examples. Uh, I have no idea if 100k versus 160k. I have no idea if that's even a thing because I I don't I don't ever look at those numbers. They're they're extremely ignorable to me. Yeah, I remember uh, in my arena shard, it was a big deal the first time somebody crossed 100k GP for an arena team. This is years ago now at this point. But it was never a, oh God, his squad is unbeatable type of thing. It was just, oh, he's the first one with G12 or, you know, whatever it was back then. I don't remember. Um I can't say that I've looked at the GP of a team I've faced in years. You know, I'm sure I did it at one point when I was a young account, but in years, it's years now at this point, since the last time I looked at the GP of a team I was attacking. Right. Well, and you know, I remember you and I had this conversation a while ago and uh, one of our friends was like well to to those of us like totally you know total noobs or something they said something disparaging about themselves saying like well you 
you know, to the effect of Solo, you and I being like elite players, so we can actually, you know, tell other things. Like, you know, he was like, well, to us, to us, just like entry level players, we we need the GPs to help us to, you know, to figure out how strong the matchups are going to be. And I guess one thing I'll I'll just say is, you know, maybe we didn't explain it very very well that day, and maybe we're not explaining it very well right now. If you want to evaluate a team, though, it's as simple as looking at the relics or gear level and then looking at a few of the key players speeds now or key character speeds now i i know that you know or, or mods in general i guess i know that maybe that's not entry level uh, way of evaluating a squad but uh frankly like it, uh, mods tell a way bigger story than uh gp does you right know? Yeah, let me. I'll give the perfect example here in a second. Um, right now, if you look at my roster, my Rose is her GP is just under twenty three thousand. My Django's GP is twenty one five. Um. My Django is much more, much, much, much more dangerous than my Rose. But if you're just looking at the GP, you're going to attack the Django team and not the Rose team because Django is almost 2,000 GP less than Rose. And that, like, I get, I, I get the saying of we need something to give us an indication of whether or not this team is going to be good. But GP, it, it honestly do, it doesn't do that. It just it doesn't do that at all. Right. It it just it can be misleading, and that you know, and to bring it kind of full circle here, that is why I am surprised as hell that I think that the matchmaking is working because I don't <laughs> feel like GP yeah. is a good indicator of actual strength of of a character or a team. So I I don't know it it's like magic but it's been working really well in my opinion. Agreed. So uh, anyways, I think that's the end of the uh, podcast question section this time. We would love to hear your guys's questions. Please uh, get on our Discord and ask us things. Um, hopefully, we weren't too abrasive this time. <laughs> um, or acerbic. I like that word. Um, now, we've mentioned it a couple times already today. Solo and I both run alts. I have a Division 3 alt at 3.2 million GP. Uh, Solo has a higher level alt at 5 point something million GP. So we, we of course, like any person who has an alt should be doing, uh, we play our Grand Arena matches on it. And Solo, how did you end up uh, both this week and uh, this championship. Um, well, this week, alt. yeah, this week my alt ended up two and one, and then uh, overall I finished nine and three with the alt as well. Uh, I think I talked about last week. It, my alt has just been exhausting because I feel like at least two matches every week has been this ultra efficiency matchup of who can get the highest banners and 
I, it's honestly just exhausting. And then in the final, or my final match of the season for my all, um, my opponent attacked first and he dropped a battle. And it was like the most freeing thing ever because in every other fight, I was sitting there, okay, I can go undersized versus this one and get 62 banners, but I'm going to drop a banner up here because I can't regen protection on this one tune. It was so relaxing to just sit down and play because my opponent had dropped a battle and the pressure was off and it was just like a, oh, okay, this is what it's like to have fun. <laughs> um, so <laughs> that, that honestly was my GA for my all this week and this season in general. Um, but it ended nine and three. I talk about all those efficiency matches that were frustrating, and I won all of them but one. Uh, two of my losses were – well, one, I lost a fleet battle um, – and that I can't even remember my other loss. Um, but so it, it was a good season. What about your alt? How'd you do on your alt? Well, uh, last week I was at nine and O. Oh, and uh, this week I also swept this the, on my alt. I've, I got three and O. Oh, I went 12 and O. Oh, so uh made double kyber but also uh, had double perfect seasons i guess um and my alt does have uh, like the highest relic level is three don't have that many gear 13s anyways you know it's division three so the guys i'm i'm facing are guys like i don't care about my arena rank at all on that squad or on that uh on that account and so you know, I, I commonly get kicked out of the top 500 in arena, but uh, I guess the thing is the other guys in division three who uh, are like, you know, have really strong accounts, have really good modding, who paid attention to the game more. A lot of those guys do try in arena. And so they have a little more top heavy matchups uh, or rosters than me. And so it's always a surprise to, uh, you know, if I, if I run into someone with very high relics, because that means that the rest of their roster is probably just a little uh, less strong than my own. And, uh, you know, just the matchup system at work. But, uh, you know, I've been able to get a lot of relatively easy wins on that account, frankly. Um, but this week was a little different. My last, uh, my first two opponents were, you know, they presented some challenges. The last one, though, the the one kryptonite my my alt account has, I can't really beat uh, Darth Revan squads with really high relics. And I, I guess if I ran into General Skywalker teams at seven stars, I probably couldn't beat those either. But or Galactic Legends, for that matter. Uh, not that I would ever run into them because my GP distribution is so low. Uh, but uh, the, this person had a relic. I forget now if it's, I don't think they were all relic seven, but they had Revan and Bastila and Malak all at relic five or higher. And the other two, like, uh, you know, Marauder and HK were also high relic. So, like that team was crazy, and 
the thing was, the thing is, I, I can't beat that. And my opponent knows that no one at their GP level can beat it either because I, I scouted them. The only time I've ever scouted on my uh, alt account, they, uh, <laughs> yeah, never, never do it. Uh, but I, I was like, well, I want to go 12 and 0, so I'm going to take a look. And I'm, I'm glad I did because when I was, I, I looked at their history and they were uh, like kind of below average player before that, you know, like win some, lose some, whatever. Uh, and then they, what they, the thing that changed was at the start of this season, they started putting their Darth Revan squad on defense every time and no one could beat it, especially at my GP level and my level of investment, you know, in my low, low relic uh, characters, like no one could beat it. And so they, they had won, they were undefeated going into my match, uh, into our final match. And so I was like, all right, I got to revamp my defenses big time. And, and at, in Division Three, you can totally outscheme people, uh, you know, because there's certain squads they just don't have developed at all or haven't developed enough. So uh, put a couple extra really strong teams on defense, and they only ended up clearing one of my zones. I cleared two of theirs and got the win. And it's a very satisfying win, though, um, just to totally change things up and, you know, be rewarded for it get the win so um yeah that that was my alt week it it was exciting uh 12 and 0 on both accounts is is something i will probably never do again if i had to guess it's definitely something to be proud of at the very least uh thanks man it's it, it, to be honest to get 12 and 0 i'll just i'll just tell tell you guys this to get 12 and 0 you have to get lucky there's no way to get 12 and 0 through pure skill. Like there's a lot of really skilled people who get 12 and 0. You need that skill, but there has to be luck somewhere in the matchmaking, somewhere in, you know, like someone failing a, an attack they shouldn't have failed. Like it is really hard to go 12 and 0. And so I'm opening acknowledging right now that I, I'm sure like there there were times for sure in this last uh in this last that my main just got lucky. Like oh you know, praise Jesus. Uh, my my opponent decided to use Supreme Leader Kylo to uh solo my Ray team, and she just happens to be a timeout team against specifically Supreme Leader Kylo solos. <laughs> you know, like who'd have guessed? But like Weird, not me. Yeah. Not me. I would have assumed he'd just tear through them, but you know, so absolutely a fair amount of luck this season, but uh, pretty cool. Still, I'm I'm excited. Uh, anyways, that's I yeah. Uh, my alt is ready for one of the epic confrontations, but I don't know. I don't know which one I'm gonna actually. I have enough GT1 to get him up to to get one of them up to seven stars, but I don't know if, uh, I don't know if it matters. I don't know when I'm going to get Malak. I'm, I'm still pretty far from getting Darth Revan. So, <laughs> um, yeah, going to take a while. Uh, anyways, our penultimate segment is simply what are we doing to prepare for Grand Arena? And Solo, you've had kind of a busy week. What, what have you been working on on your account? Oh, it felt so good not to have to farm tickets. Um, so last last week, I told everyone that I got Nest R6 
before GA Luck. I finished her off, got her R7. Um, I got Vet Han from, I think he was at G11 this week. I got him up to G13 and R3. And then uh, my L3, just today, I or just before we came online, I should say, I had my daily reset and I got enough relic materials to get L3 up to R5 now. Um, and the goal is R7 for her. So that was my week. It felt very good working on somebody that was not a rate or um, a ticket into an event. <laughs> and instead I could actually work on my roster. Uh, what about you? What changes did you make to your roster this past week? <laughs> You know, I've been working on a lot of things, uh, and now, now that now that I think of it, I so I accidentally I was trying to get Finn up to uh, gear thirteen. But I'm slowly <laughs> starting to transition back into farming resistance and getting ready for another Galactic Legend. Um, but I was like, oh, look at that! Finn has the same finisher piece as Vader. I wonder what the finisher does for Vader. Uh, so I went and clicked o over to him and then I, I was reading his stuff and then I kind of got distracted for a minute when I came back. I was like, okay, so I'm just going to apply this, uh, apply this finisher to Finn now and get him to gear 13. And so I hit uh, craft and then <laughs> I realized that uh, it was actually Darth Vader that I was still selected. So um, he is now gear 13 accidentally. Um, and I don't really regret it. I find that I just like Vader enough that he doesn't not deserve Gear 13. Yeah, so, at the end of the day, it's Vader, and he's fantastic. Well, maybe not as much in the game anymore, though he was my first Zeta in my arena lead for quite some time. Um, but he is just such a fantastic Star Wars character. He is. I mean, he, he is Star Wars in a lot of ways. You know, he's the most iconic. And uh, anyways, he so he's he's gear 13 for me now. And uh, otherwise, Sunfac is now gear 12 plus 5. He was gear 12 plus 4 before. So um, huge progress on Sunfac. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one gear piece. I, I'm just re I'm trying to restore some of my... Uh, lost stock basically of <laughs> i i had such a good such a good amount of gear and it's just gone i do have grief carga at gear 11 mando will eventually once i decide to fork over some Cairo tech he'll get a few gear levels too but oh, that's the hardest part about mando just right there at gear eight he needs the Cairo tech yeah it's killing me he, yeah he's gear eight right now i can't do it though my resistance hero Finn and Poe both need their Cairo tech for gear for gear eleven. Like, it's, yeah, it's hard to justify right now. But eventually, I will manage to justify it. You just wait. Um, and that's it. That's that's what I've done. I've I'm ready to start putting a lot of gear on characters, but I'm not I'm not quite there yet. So, um. Yeah, and with that, that we have one last part that you know we Solo and I are passionate about this game. We we love Grand Arena. We have a bunch of uh, resources and things that you guys can use to you know talk to us, to 
uh, see our content that isn't just podcasts. Uh, you know, you can you can come talk to like-minded people who also adore Grand Arena. And uh, Solo is going to tell you all about those things and how to get to them. <laughs> all right. Well, um, so the fir first and foremost, we both record all of our GAC battles. Uh, we've talked about videos throughout this podcast. We do each put out videos of each round. Um, you can find them by just searching our names. Zareth is X-A-E-R-E-T-H. My name is S-O-L-O-B-A-S-S-1-5. Um, we then take those videos, we timestamp them with the battles, and we add them to a Google document that's a sheet of all potential counters. And what makes our sheet different from the rest is we put the full team we faced, we put the full team we used, and then directly next to that, we put a link to the actual battle. Uh, so you can see, did the counter really work or did it just get a win? Because sometimes <laughs> the counters don't always work the way you think they're going to. Uh, you get to see kind of the turn order and the moves that we make to make the counter work because it's easy for me to say, you know, a Jedi training Ray beats a Django nest team. It's another thing to actually see the video of how I used Jedi training Ray to beat a nest team. Uh, so it's a fantastic resource. And then finally, um, we have our discord server, which we've mentioned throughout the podcast. Since we are a Grand Arena and Territory War-focused podcast, our server is, for the most part, Grand Arena and Territory War-focused. Though we do get a lot of questions about um, special missions from Territory Battles as well <laughs> as Territory Battles go on. You can find all the links to everything I've discussed in the description of the podcast below. If you're on iTunes or Spotify, uh, just search for one of our videos on YouTube and we have the links to everything in the descriptions of our videos as well. And now with that said, I think it's time to bid everyone adieu, Zareth. I believe that is the case, Solo. Thank you all so much for listening. Have a great week. Yeah, have a good week, everyone. <laughs>